Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that, but you're not going to do it anyway. So, go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rackham Sound. I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show. We take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that come out this week that we think you should pick up. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. I think we talked about that already. But uh, hey, let's jump into it. Uh, yeah. Before we do, though, I wanted to say uh, welcome to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time ever, because I've noticed we've gotten a couple of new subs, oh, uh, welcome to the show. That's this show. We have a bunch of other ones here on this channel. Uh, if you want to find out what they are all about, subscribe. Yeah. It costs nothing. Just click the little thing. Click the bell, of course, to get notifications to let you know when new videos come out so yeah. you can get the push notification and you yeah. can click them and check them out. Or at least add it to your watch later list so you can watch it later. But watch it because yeah. it's, it's really good. Exactly. And um, also, this show, this one's going to be a little shorter. That's really my fault. Um, don't well, worry about it. It is, There's it a lot. is my fault. Um, I got I got out of work crazy late. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. No, it's true. That's and why I I'm had... also like dressed like I'm like... Hello. Uh, yeah, way better than I am. I am professional. Yeah, oh, but I I did have to. Uh, greetings. I, <laughs> I had to record a video um, <laughs> a couple hours ago, and I've spent literally all day like recording it, editing it. It's almost ready to go. That'll come out tonight, um, which I'm very excited about. So you know, <gasps> welcome. Wait, somebody noticed my earrings. So oh. now, hold on, we're gonna take a quick break. Let's take a look. Look at this. Look at this. Sal got these for me. I yeah, did. That's right. That's that's the rebel symbol in my earring. Yeah. They're professional, but nerdy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And custom. Let's do this. Custom. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I also wanted to mention that if you wanted to participate in the show itself, you can always use the Super Chats, mm-hmm. and uh, that enables us to keep these lights on and the heat coming so that we I don't heat. freeze it's, to death. Because it's, it's really cold. It's uh, crazy cold. It's crazy cold. I didn't know that until I stepped outside. Uh, wow, it was rough. But uh, we use that to differentiate just so we can, like, participate and chat with you during the show. Because uh, if we didn't, we would just be reading questions all day, and there wouldn't there wouldn't be any time. There'd be for no content. show. We wouldn't we wouldn't talk about comics. No, uh, <laughs> we certainly wouldn't get any new viewers. People, it would just be like the the standard people who are here, and that would be it. Yeah. People would be like, why are they asking all these questions? Who are these guys? So and there are the population. That's right. So welcome to it. Yeah, that's right. Damn right. Um, let's see if I can get a picture going of what we've got. Um, here we go. Okay. Nope. It's fine. <laughs> let's move it. There. Hey! There we go. So, oh, the first book that we're going to talk about today, which I've heard a lot of buzz about, is Justice League. Woo! Yes. I it's... really wanted to read this one because of what I thought was happening on the cover. Yeah, no, this happens, kind of. Is, is it who I think it is? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, this is Justice League number 15, written by Scott Snyder and James Tynion IV. I feel like you're going to see that for the rest of the run of the series. Uh, it's also got art by Jim Chung and uh, Stefan Sejic, I believe. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? No. He's very... That's Aquaman. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Very specific styling. Steven Segovia. There I'm you sorry. go. That's, that's under... Like, I get it's, it. It's always It's alliteration. Stephens. It's true. Alliteration. Uh, but yeah, uh, Justice League number 15 is more of the run that Scott Snyder has been doing. It's a lot of like... Okay, so there's two plots in the story. The first one is the Trinity... Battle Starman, who was revealed to have been reborn or revitalized. He, like, or... he fell out of like a questionable portal, right? Boom. Exactly. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm going to blow up or something. And the Trinity's like, what? I like your description of this because I will go back and read this, but I like the description of they fight him because he's going to blow up. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to punch you in well, the face. Well, they don't really then. fight him. It's more like they... they, they <laughs> Mitigate him? They deal... You know, they, they evacuate the Hall of Justice, yeah. and then they, like, yell at him for a while. Uh, meanwhile, the real plot is that uh, 
God. I keep wanting to call her Shire, but it's not. No, um, Kendra. Kendra, John, and Jean go to <laughs> Thanagar. Yeah. To deal with Thanagar Prime. Uh, because Jean has been plagued by the lies that were told to him when he was deep undercover on Thanagar, which right. is why he was missing during the rebirth. Uh, about like a, a a white Martian or something that was like held captive within the deepest darkest regions of of Thanagar, and uh, so Jean wants to know why she lied to him and what more secrets she might be able to reveal. Mm. And so the three of them have like a covert mission where they basically like sneak into New Thanagar or Thanagar Prime, whatever the hell it's called, and they uh, they go into like a the deepest regions of the planet. They go into the planet, the planet core, <laughs> and um, they you know they. They, they break in and they get the information they need, kind of. Um, also, the ruler of Thanagar is a princess hawk person named Shayera. Who is apparently like a monster and a terrible person. Like, they, they make a point of saying, like, the untold horrors that she has committed throughout her life to get where she is could not be measured. So it's like, oh, thanks. So she can never be hawk girl but that's okay because we already have a hawk girl one that we've established in dark knight's metal no i get it i just don't understand why you ruin the other character well you see uh they're both connected yeah kendra reveals that she's like you know you and i have like there's some part of you that's imprinted on me and whatnot uh anyway they have a big fight in this version john never had any sort of relationship with her no 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 nor is it even like hinted at that they're going to go in that direction well well, she's a monster yeah, well, you think monster. I figured that they would transfer Jeez. the relationship between <laughs> Shaira and John from the cartoon and transfer it over, right? To because obviously they were because Kendra's our hawk person. Well, yeah, not only that, but like you know, it was very obviously that that's where a lot of this was coming from. The cartoon. So that's oh, interesting yeah. that they were like, no, this is different. I, it's like no. I mean, they did have that arc with her where like she like betrays everybody. Yeah. But then like, oh, from uh, the show. Yeah. Yeah, that was a dope arc. That was like the end of the first season. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, but that's interesting. They're like, and Shaira. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a fun story, I guess. Mm. I'm having a nice time. Okay. It's not like, it's not gripping, but mm. uh, it's not terrible either. Okay. Uh, people were like, t- were, were, were beside themselves by how awesome this issue was. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I thought it was fine. Like, it was a cool, fun story. I will continue to read it, but like, it's not, it's not holding me too, too tightly. Okay. Um, well, I guess this is kind of like the setup period. Yeah. It's kind of like... It's always been set up. It's been nothing but set up. <laughs> but uh, I will say that it was fun to see um, the, the, the these this new Trinity, this other Trinity, like... Right. Working together. Um, well, there's, I, there's... I think there's something, like, lovely about seeing John and Jean work together, especially after... Like, In light like... of new... Uh, what was it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Co- uh, Cosmic Odyssey? Yes. Um, and them dealing with that more recently. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, hey. Yeah. Let's um, go have our buddy cop thing in space. Yeah. They allude to uh, the crises a little bit, right. but more importantly, they are referencing Perpetua, this new character that Scott Snyder's created, who is going to be like the progenitor of the universe, throwing away everybody else's theories that Dr. Manhattan created the universe. Okay. Nope, it was Perpetua. It was probably one of the worst, most on-the-nose names in recent history. Well, it's well, it's not. Well, you can't say that because if Perpetua was here always, then really we took yeah. Perpetuate from their name. Right. No, you're right. Good point. Anyway, it's fine. I recommend it, okay. uh, especially if you like Justice League. If you okay. think Justice League is cool, if you are really liking what Scott Snyder's been doing with with Justice League, you're gonna enjoy it. It's fun. Um, but uh, you know, this was an issue that was like. Thankfully, it wasn't a filler issue. More is, like, plot has advanced. Right. It's not just like, and then random things <clears throat> happen. Who cares? Anyway, here comes the real plot. Well, it's not like, so Joker is going to kill everyone in the Legion of Doom. And right. then for no reason, he doesn't. But he totally could. But then he leaves. Right, right, right. So. That's that. Well, that's fair. Uh, I thought you'd want to talk about um, another book that just came out from DC, Vertigo. Yeah, I'm actually just pulling it up. Great. Uh, yeah, Tiffany so did a video on it uh, over on DC Fans. If you want to check that out, go over yeah, to DC Fans what channel. I... But let's talk more candidly about it. Yeah, I figured I'd just chat about it here. Um, the Dreaming number 5 came out. Um, Sandman fans know of The Dreaming, The Realm of Dream, all that stuff. Um, yes, The Endless. Yes, DC Metal fans know of Daniel Hall, who right. is the... Current... Grandson of uh, Carter Hall? Yeah. Uh... I believe that's right. Yeah, no. No. 
Yes, because he's Hector Hall's kid. Yes. yes. I'm like, wait. Carter children. is. Oh, and they, by the way, in the in the Just League thing, they they allude to like rescuing Carter Hall because he is the right, like he's the wingman for Shaira in uh, on New Thanagar. <laughs> wingman. He's also um, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> he's also doing. He's getting his own book, which just released okay. some preview pages. So check that out as well. But um. DC Metal fans, again, you'll recognize at least um, Daniel Hall as Sandman. Oh, Dream, yeah. As, as, well, as Dream, yes. He's the Sandman. He's the, he's the Dream. Yeah. Um, he is a Dream. Um, no, he <laughs> is he's, um, the incarnation of Dream, the Endless right now, and uh, he's gone. He left as opposed to... Right. Uh, Morpheus, Morpheus, who died? Who was, who was, well, he was taken in the beginning of his Oh, yeah, arc. yeah, no. He was, and so, he was like, conjured. Daniel's like, nah, I'm out. And now we learn a lot more as we've been going through this. The dream is kind of falling apart because without an endless to kind of support it, it's like not. It's not, not, not going to hold together. There's, there's a lot of interaction, and like that could really hurt humanity overall. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the dream entities have been trying to, to fix this. Um, they released a gentleman by the name of Judge Gallows, who yes. is a real like he's a nightmare. He's a legitimate nightmare. Like he's a nightmare, but he's also like a thing that haunts your dreams at night. Right. So they've released him, and he is wreaking havoc through the dreaming, taking control of it, like a full-on totalitarian style um, regime. Yeah. Regime where he's like he's got gates set up, and like what he's been doing is using those gates to filter out lucid dreamers because he what he does is he utilizes his nooses basically to like take control of lucid dreamers so that he can remake, unmake, and remake the dreaming. Right. Because a lucid dreamer, of course, can affect their... I assume it'll be Western-themed, because Judge Gallows is obviously a... <laughs> Judge Gallows like, kind of came... Western of, judge. Yeah, he is seemingly so, but, like, he was, like, kind of came out of, like, a time period of the Civil War, like, mm-hmm. when humanity needed to wake up and, um... Smell the coffee? Yeah, and not be, <laughs> like, it was... Dream created him, because he's just oh. like, enough. Right. Now, is Judge Gallows a holdover from the Gaiman days? I he's mentioned in something. Okay, cool. I believe. I believe he was. I think you're right. I've heard somebody in our comments, I think, referenced him. Yeah. Like they were like, "Oh, it's cool they used him." Yeah, but um so he's not as big a there are so many other people like at Dream Entities they could have brought in. Daniel and I were chatting about this. We're like, "Why not this? Why not this?" But right, anyway, yeah. Anyway, at the end of the day, they're creating a new uh, character by the name of Dora. She has the ability, like the Endless, has to travel in between the realms. Yes. Um, clearly, she is something more than she is. Morpheus, like, has been crafting her for something, and it's like the idea is Morpheus. Yeah. Pre Daniel Hall, yes. was making they're, Dora they're retconning oh, that like he no. brought her in, and he um. There, there's a purpose to her now. Whether or not she's going to become an endless, or she's like there for something else, but if, like it's seems like the idea is that like she's it's all about endings and beginnings in this endings and beginnings, excuse me, um, in this issue where um, it's focuses on like the realm of destruction as right. well, which now, is about that. Um, you have postulated that there is something new. There's like going to be a new begin. What do you think? What do you think about Dora? Um, so uh, not think, Adora, by the way. Adora. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that'd be pretty cool. It's Prince Adam's sister yeah, and She-Ra. Yeah, just bring in She-Ra. Um, I have been going back and forth about whether or not I think that um, Dora is going to... They're going to be like, you are an endless herp. Yeah. Because, like, why does she have these powers right. if not that? And isn't there a missing endless? Well, yeah, there's Destruction. Um, who, 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 we, we who haven't left. really seen. Yeah. Like, he's part of the original game and yes. whole thing. Like, he abandoned his post um, because he didn't want to be blamed for the atomic bomb. Oh. He was just like, that's you. That's hmm. not me. Oh, because it was dreamed up. Well, no, no, no. Destruction left. He was just like, no. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're out of your mind. That was too That was too, too extreme for destruction. Well, he's like, he's like, what, what are you doing? Like. Right. So he leaves. But anyway. Fair enough. Um, so, like, I, initially I was like, maybe Dora is destruction. Right. But there is, like, another, there's a portrait in the gallery of the Endless that is being formed. Yeah, a new as portrait. Though something new is coming. It would completely undo Sandman's ending yes. to do this. But could you imagine if they actually just brought Morpheus back? Oh, you mean the, like not making yes. Dora into an endless, but rather just bringing back? Yeah, Morpheus. like he was just like you, like Dora, you're gonna be my way back. Yeah. Now, if they did that, if they if they Carol Danvers <laughs> hit her up, or if they wanted like, how? Okay, would it be a cheat for you? If Dora was like, I don't feel so good, and her mouth just horrifyingly opens up, and then Morpheus just climbs out of it, and he's yes, like, all right, I'm back. I don't want that. And then he takes, like, there's a sword, right? Maybe take Night Mask's sword, and then he just jabs don't. Daniel Hall through the eye. No, well, Daniel Hall's bouncing. He left. 
left. Well, he's, you have to kill no, no, them no. in order to make them leave. He came back. He, I know, like, but then he left Cyclops, again. But he's just like, he's dying. Man. He's like, I can, I know I'm dying. I don't, I'm, and I'm sorry. Like, I messed up. I, I suck. Mm-hmm. You do. Sorry, Daniel Hall. You do suck. That's the thing, is that Gaiman set up Daniel Hall, as you've <laughs> described, um, to be the replacement. To be like, okay, now you guys... Off you go. Try something new. No one did anything good with him. No. He did appear in a couple of Grant Morrison Justice League books. Yeah. Um, where he was like, hey, I'm here too. And me. Why not? No, he sucks. And he knows it. And everybody else knows it. And they won't put any of the other endless in this. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Like, where is death? Is it more egregious? I've had this. I've heard this theory and I have it myself. But, like, is it more egregious to bring back Morpheus or make Lobo destruction? That Lobo was destruction. No. And that when he bailed, he went to, like, it's, the, the, that's, that's the, the DC universe. That's way he's, worse. He's pale. He's got black hair. He looks just like them. No, destruction looks nothing like that. He's actually a... Like, a How do you a, know? Because I've seen him. Well, what if he hit the gym? He's he's huge. Yeah, he's huge. Lobo's huge. He's a huge, red-headed man with no He shoes. dyed his hair. Let's <sighs> just move on. Anyway... Um, this is not the book to pick up if you're starting in the middle of it. <laughs> no, start with very one. very confusing And it's not sold you. out, so you won't have any problem um, getting back in. Yeah, it, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, and I, um, it might be a better trade. Because, mm. like, it'll be all contained, and you'll be able to just... You won't speculate. Forever. You can just yeah, read it. you just go for it. So That's fair. Uh, Chronic Mr. Rose says, sending some love your way. Oh, thank you. From the, from the old Emerald Isle. Is your name K-E-L-L-Y? What? Kelly from the Emerald Isle. No, you don't know that song. Uh, Y'all are also are always great, and I'm so glad you liked my comp pop Spider Sona Doodle. Uh, stay awesome. Yeah. Yay! Uh, Chronic Mr. O did uh, was one of the like incredible people who when we tossed out on Twitter like so talented. I was like I'd love to see a Spider Sona, but I, uh, of the team, but we've never really I I can't draw. And Tiffany has no time. So uh, a bunch of amazing people, including the Chronic Mr. O, drew like everybody these. Everybody did way better. These amazing, anyway, spectacular, so. stupendous web of Spider Man type characters yeah. of ourselves exactly they're great and the uh yeah and emperor's venetians says i know you hate or don't watch big bang theory sal but i saw an episode and they say slot is the best spider-man writer as if peter hasn't suffered enough well that shows they don't really know anything um <laughs> wow i don't think dan slot would agree that yeah. he's the best spider-man writer either so <laughs> to be to be fair uh let's see so we did justice league we did uh the dreaming yeah um i guess we should probably talk about friendly neighborhood spider-man it's a thwip thwip it's a it's a brand new series that's actually a resurrection of an old series Mm -hmm. uh that was not too old it was i think birthed around the time of the other actually unfortunately it was tied in with the other when the other was the was the story okay it's written by peter david originally now uh this one is actually written by uh tom taylor Uh who was a fan favorite uh, and with art by Juan Cabal. Nice. I gotta tell you, that cover is giving me, like, shades of Ultimate Spider-Man. I think it's just his... It's 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 his pronounced, it's... elongated, uh, like, you know, appendages yeah. and everything, uh, proportions, I should say. Yeah, he looks younger. Yes. Uh, he is not. Okay. Um, this is also one of those Stanley homage covers where they go, like, hey, in memoriam. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of them? Because people have been asking our opinion about it, and I've never had a chance to weigh about in. About the, the cover? The yeah, about, front? about the about the Stanley cover, because all the, all the books that had these covers, like, when they did it, when they rolled it out, all the covers had this treatment. Yeah, like a black armband. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's good enough. I think it's, I think it's, like, too simple. I mean, I'm glad they didn't, like, overly complicate it. They didn't do, like, a bunch of Stan Lee variants where, like, Black Panther and Stan Lee are, like, you know, arm wrestling or something. But at the same time, I kind of wish they did. No, okay, so I gotta, alright, so as you're as asking me that, I have now formulated my opinion, and here it is. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, that would be cool to see those images. What I don't like about that concept is then you put a monetary value on paying homage to him, and those yeah, variants but... would have people, like, people would have held on to them and put right. a higher sticker price on them and wouldn't just sell them to everybody unless they didn't make them variants. If they just made them the covers, that'd be a different scenario. Yeah, if that was the main cover. Yeah, um, so at least by doing this, they're paying homage without creating a, like, spectator's market. Yeah, that's fair. But um, I think Stan would have loved that. He'd be like, look at them all spending money on Marvel Comics. <laughs> yeah, but he but Marvel wouldn't be making the money. No, they never do. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is too simple, but uh, I, I like well, it. What it I just f- feels like no effort went into it. I understand that. Uh, I mean, I think some effort must have gone into it because I definitely, like... Well, thought went into it. Thought certainly. went into it. Um, but I like the I like that, and I like the end page where it's all... It's just that one 
little panel from Stanley's soapbox. And everybody gets have... a different soapbox. I thought they were all the same. I thought they were all different. Oh, I thought they were the same. I think they're different. I read two that were the same. Oh well, <laughs> they only have a few, but yeah. But I, I, I thought that was that was that was very nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, just in terms of like the potential for making turning it into just a like let's make money right. sort of thing. I'm, I'm I guess. I'm I'm okay with this. Anyway, let's actually talk about the book. Okay, uh, this is a story, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. When they first started doing, like, Spider-Man titles that spun out of Amazing Spider-Man, they were just like, how about more Spider-Man stories? Just how about more? So, like, Spectacular Spider-Man was just, how about some more? Web of, more. Spider-Man adjective list, more. Just more. When are they going to find out the one that just says, more Spider-Man? They should. Uh, this is basically more. Okay. Uh, but like, uh, but it, this one has a theme to it. For, and when they rolled out Friendly Neighborhood, they were just like, how about another Spider-Man title? Okay. So they uh, they did that, and it was kind of like, okay. And like some of them, you know, I, I think uh, when, when Paul Jenkins took over Spectacular, which is Peter Parker's Spectacular, he was like, we're going to focus on the Peter Parker more than, spe- more than the Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. his name's in the title. And it was like, ah, oh, I get it, I get it. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to sell five Spider-Man titles at the same time, which is fine, especially if they're all unique or they're all interconnected for one main story or whatever. They are, they're all delivering the same product that people want. That's mm-hmm. cool. This one is about the neighborhood. It's about Spider-Man in the neighborhood and like how Peter Parker like lives in this, in this area and he's got all these colorful characters that he interacts with all the time, even though you've never seen them before. And it's really really disposable this okay. book is utterly disposable and if it if the art weren't so bland and not really up to snuff i would have more reverence for it but the fact is it's just not only does it feel like i have seen it before okay but it feels like i've seen it done better before but what if, okay, would you say that maybe this could be a decent book for someone who's just getting into Spider-Man? Um, is it a good jumping on point for Spider-Man? No. Because if you want to get into Spider-Man and you're like, oh, I want to like know what it's all about, you will have no goddamn idea what's happening. Because this makes no attempt to explain or contextualize Spider-Man, his like supporting cast members, his villains, anything. This is a totally different... If you're sick of Spider-Man... And you're like, I want to read about Spider-Man in like basically a totally different universe with no other connections to any other books or events or status quos, then I guess this is a book for you. But like otherwise, you're getting art like this. Oh. And he's making a face that I made when I was reading this issue. <laughs> oh. I just couldn't really get into it. That's a shame. It's cute. I guess, like, you know, the best thing I can say for it is that, like, it is utterly harmless. There's nothing really, truly wrong with it, except that the art is just not, it's not good it enough. Be. Okay. Otherwise, but if you don't care, or if you're a fan of, like, Frank Cho drew Spider-Man for a little while, which is a bad idea. Right. But he's objectively talented. Like, yeah. I can produce the same image multiple times mm-hmm. in proportion without any exaggerated things or without any missteps. And that is a thing that happens in this series, in this issue. Right. And it's funny, you mentioned Frank Cho. Like, there are... It reminds me of a Frank som- Cho. It, it reminds me of a co- weird combination, and I'm not sure it's a positive combination, of Frank Cho and uh, Frank Quietly. Yes, it, it, that is exactly right. I got shades of Frank Cho. His Spider-Man's the best thing, his Peter Parker's the worst thing, and that's like a real problem um it does refer to the universe he lives in so we get to see his roommates but like that's not what's important what's important is his neighbors because mm. he's friendly neighborhood is that enough for a title absolutely not oh my phone just... i think spider-man's contact spider-man's calling you. me up telling me to quit bitching about spider-man <laughs> i've had enough yeah but uh yeah i i uh, ultimately it's just it's a harmless <laughs> it's a harmless book that who cares ultimately ultimately no one like ultimately this book yeah. will be canceled after 12 issues so <laughs> yeah uh jumping back into the marvel pool um this is another series that i was anxiously awaiting for no good reason okay except for the fact there's a big movie coming out and i'm like they're finally doing what i what, what they used to do and what i keep like saying why aren't they doing this there's a captain marvel movie coming out yeah how about have an ongoing Captain Marvel book right now? And there it is. And here it is. And Ta-da. it's uh, it's written by Ke- uh, Kelly Thompson with art. Uh, well, hang on. 
let me pull it up because I want to read that name right. By Carmen Canero. Okay. Who I, do, I am not familiar with, uh, with hey, Canero's work. Color by Tamara Bonvillain. Yeah, who's a good at colorist. Yeah. Um, this is... This is the Captain Marvel book that hopefully everybody's been asking for. Um, it was fun. It was a fun book. Um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It spins right out of the life of Captain Marvel. So, like, if you didn't read that series, you kind of don't need to. Cause it says yeah, anything. it kind of covered because I was like, I didn't. Yeah. Well, Damn. I read the first two issues and was like, I don't like this series. And I stopped picking it up. Right. Um, thankfully, this tells me what happens and it will tell me what happens in the movie. But, like, I enjoyed... The status quo that it leads up to. Yeah. Which is this. Uh, you know, Carol's not in space right now because, like, that's hard to connect with. And you know what? It isn't a Guardian's book, so, like, let's just do something else. Yeah. Um, and they make a point to kind of, like, say that. It's not my opinion about, like, how I don't like the space books. It's more like Marvel using this title is trying to say to, like, you guys don't like her in space right now. How about when she's being a superhero? Right. Um, there are a lot of other superheroes in this book, mm-hmm. which... I liked and didn't. I liked it as a fan. I didn't like it as a critic, where I'm like, you don't think she can support her own book, huh? You gonna put everybody in there? But at the same time, they did that thing, which I was also kind of critical of, where I'm like, you're gonna make her more capable than Captain America Thor and Iron Man combined, huh? Okay. Which, again, sometimes Spider-Man's more capable than those guys combined. So, like... You're gonna do that in certain people's books. I think Kelly Thompson just likes writing for an ensemble cast because exactly. even in Rogue Gambit, we like Deadpool showed up. Deadpool shows up, you know, like you get, you know, freaking um, Corsair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people showing up left and right in that book. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think she just likes writing for all these characters. Which, like, if I were writing a Marvel character and they gave me a single character issue series, I would definitely throw in Marvel characters in there, right? Because I just want to play with these toys, right? And I totally get it, and I really enjoyed this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really fun. The idea is that like Carol's back, and it's kind of like a like almost like a reboot of the Ms. Marvel series by Brian Reed. Because like when she came back from House Femme, she's like, I gotta be a superhero. I gotta be like an A lister, yeah, and she hires it, an agent. Right, but I feel like that's like it's completely opposite of that because like she was like, I'm gonna be the best, and this time she's just like, I make a lot of mistakes and I learn from them, and like there's still like that sense of ego there, mm-hmm. but like not so much. No, and but, uh, yeah, she fights a kraken and like uh, Spider Woman yeah, shows up in it, and like because they're pals, so like it kind of works. Like she shows up to her fight, not yes. the other way around. Yes, and um, then she runs into Tony Stark, and like they want her on the Avengers, but like they have to do this like PR interview first because mm-hmm. she's been in space and. And people don't like that. Yeah. Well, which they, is like, the whole book is really bad. It's not even that they don't want, they don't like space. They make a point that they're like, the public doesn't know that you've been heroing lately. Right. And so like, they just think the, you went away. Yeah. Like, so, so to put you on an Avengers team, it's like, but like, aren't you rusty? Cause you haven't really been doing anything. And yeah. She's, she's like, like, no, like, I've been really? busy the entire time. Yeah. Like I've been saving thing, people left and right. Like in space. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but it was in space. People right. can't see you in space. And it's kind of esoteric. Like, it's hard to connect with that. Like, oh, you saved, like, another planet. You saved, yeah. like, aliens. I have saved your planet. Like, <laughs> did, yeah, from what, though? Yeah, Nothing exactly. Nothing I could see or touch yeah. or believe in. So, like, it's an interesting concept. It might be a little too, like... Over out- your head? Yeah, but, like, it is, I like it. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but they- it does... It, But it plays with characters in a positive way. Yeah. Like, it's not too shoehorned. It's not like, uh, like, Damnation or whatever. Like... <laughs> uh, but in this one, you got yeah. like okay, you got Spider Woman, you got Tony Stark, mm-hmm. you got Thor, Cap, and uh, you well, also have. If they're recruiting for the Avengers, it makes sense for the Avengers show to be there sure. at, at some point. And mm-hmm. then they they have something they're clearly setting up for right. the future. Yeah, um, they bring out an old initiative character who mm-hmm. like got some play in other series, but ultimately people forgot about her. Hazmat. Yeah. Who is a character that a lot of people enjoy? Uh, I like seeing more of the like avengers initiative and the young avengers and like the the... was she in avengers academy or in avengers i believe she was in avengers academy okay um (laughs) but she was also part of the initiative right okay but uh that was really cool to see and have her be part of it and clearly she's going to be like i think an ongoing thing um war machine shows up yeah Uh, of course like they had a relationship that was like weird and out of nowhere and then uh he dies and they're like well that's over i really Thought we were going to get that, like, okay, we got, we're going to acknowledge War Machine, and we're going to get him the hell out of here. Yep. And he's like, no, no, I'm not leaving this book. We used to bang, and we're going to keep banging, so help me God. And so they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they, well, they uh, go out to lunch. Yeah. Where we run into... basically like bang. Oh, yeah, no, totally. If you're, like, you know, if you're keeping score. But, uh, <laughs> but ultimately, Carol 
bumps into her interviewer. Yeah, because Tony tells her like where to go. Yeah, which to like Carol's ruin their date. Yeah, I don't think he does. Weird. I don't think he knows. Think, yeah, or he but, does and he doesn't care. And I figured you'd like this because the uh, <laughs> the interviewer's name is Ripley. I know. By the way, uh, <laughs> Kelly Thompson's absolutely bendicing, where she's like, "So here's some characters that I created." Yeah. Like Ripley Ryan, she's alliterative. Clearly, gonna get some powers. Maybe what'll happen is, well, Captain Marvel, her. We're like, they'll be part of some explosion, and some part of Captain Marvel will imprint onto her. Uh, yeah. Either way, uh, Ripley Ryan is like, gonna write an interview, and she'll get that story. So help me God. And then uh, Nuclear Man shows up. That's the part for me that was the most like, like all right. Right. Nuclear Man is a mouthpiece uh, for detractors and critics of Captain Marvel, the book. Right. Uh, he says a lot of misogynist things. I don't remember Nuclear Man being that misogynist back then, but who cares? I've never actually seen the character before, so... Yeah, but, it, like, again, it's Nuclear Man, whatever, who cares? Right, and, like, you could just say that, like, historically speaking, like, Captain Marvel was Ms. Marvel, the first superhero to carry the moniker Ms. Yep. So, like, there was something to be said for that, not making her, like, a political or, like, you know, like cultural touchstone yeah. of a character but just to acknowledge that origin it could be um it could just be something like that because i really haven't seen much of that kind of thing in kelly thompson's rogue and gambit no so... no that's right it's not in there um, or mr and mrs x you should say sorry excuse me yeah <laughs> but uh ultimately um the two of them go through a portal well he, and well, he Rip- leaves through a with portal. ripley with ripley yeah he steals her ripley. <laughs> uh, so the two of them go through a portal captain marvel goes through the portal along with them mm-hmm. uh, the avengers are going to try and join him but they can't yeah and basically uh they like roadie says something to the effect of like she'll be fine and then we get like a cool last page reveal of like a twisted alternate like reality where everybody gets way cooler costumes yeah and like what i like about this though is that like two of the characters at the very least like it, this is like the reason they were in the book yes was because it's just like no we're gonna put like we're gonna have like crazy futuristic steampunky jessica drew and uh hazmat yeah i was like that's kind of cool yeah i agree and uh so i'm i'm hopeful for this series i in this was a better hook for me than any captain marvel book so that's far fair. for me i was like initially when i was reading it i was just like i felt a little bit like um like the the way the the tone in which Thompson was writing it, like Rogue and Gambit. Yeah. Like she spoke. Like Captain Marvel speaks a lot like Rogue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's kind of apropos, right? Considering their past, <laughs> their these connection. two characters. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think inevitably throughout this book, like Carol finds her own voice through Thompson's writing. Yes. And so I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like I'll give Thompson a shot. Like I, I really like what she's doing on Mister Mrs X. I'll probably pick up the second issue of this just because of the fact that i'm like all right let me let, let, i want to see what you're doing with this exactly no i liked it i i liked the direction of the brian reed ms marvel run mm-hmm. uh i just didn't like where it ultimately went mm-hmm. so i'm hopeful that this will have shades of that because i i like superhero stuff but i also want to see like the the bendis type stuff where it's like right. let's get in there yeah let's see what she does at home yeah. let's go to her apartment you know that that's, kind of thing that's a little creepy no well, she's not real so <laughs> no, i know uh gunga 13 says hey fellas <laughs> Hi. Thought since I've been watching your channel for about three years now. Well, thank you very much uh, for watching. Uh, I'd finally give back. You've been giving back by watching. Yeah. Reading Straczynski's Spider-Man and loving it. Thank you, Sal. Well, thank you for checking it out uh, and trusting my recommendation. Uh, is Jenkins' run also worth reading? Yes. Yes, it is. It's very different. <laughs> very different, but I think it's powerful. I the like... last issue yeah. of Spectacular is worth the price of admission alone. Nice. I was going to say, I liked your, like your emphasis, your emphaticness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I recommend Str- Jenkins and Straczynski over like the last five writers in Spider-Man. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks for the uh, thanks for helping us out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, with that in mind, is there are there any other books you wanted to talk about? Uh, those are the ones I was able to get to this week. Okay. I've got a list. I, I wanted to read Die Number Two, and I needed a chance because I really like the first Die so much, and I bought a physical copy of it, and so I couldn't bring myself to buy a digital copy no. on top of it, so I could read it before we had the show. Mm-hmm. So it's just sitting there, but I want to enjoy it. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time with that. But I really like that first issue of that. Series. Yeah, I know you were you were really singing its praises. Woo! Uh, Young Justice from the Wonder Comics line, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Patrick Leeson, oh. uh, came out. Okay. Uh, it is New Avengers for DC Comics. Sure. It's just straight up New Avengers, like in look, in tone, in feeling, which is the highest compliment I could possibly give it. Uh, <laughs> New Avengers got me into the Avengers. It actually helped me gateway back into Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. which got me into comics, which got me into this job, which is like the time of my life. So thank you very much for that, Bendis. And thank you for this fun series. Um, 
if you ignore everything that does that it does about continuity, then you're gonna really enjoy it. Uh, if you are gonna if you get hung up on like who remembers what, how they could, who was there, what universe we're in, you're gonna find this this book is a frustrating mess. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a whole Elseworlds exchange in which Joel and I talk about the implications of the first issue, or the first page, and the title of this story. Um, the title of the story arc is Seven Crises. Oh. And then a emissary from Gemworld basically echoes that by saying, there have been seven crises, and they affect everything, and Earth is at the epicenter of all of them. And what are we going to do about it here on Gemworld? Uh, so they invade the Earth. They want to talk to Superman because he was usually the problem. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I al- always argue that it's the Flash. Yeah, the, the Flash is always at the, the epicenter of... Of crises. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's pretend it's Superman. Um, we bump into, a, you know, everybody on the Young Justice team uh, through various little, like, narrative devices. Jenny Hex! Great granddaughter or whatever of Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Yeehaw! She's got a face though. Yeah, a full, complete one. Yeah, she's go. She looks okay. Uh, <laughs> she's driving a truck and she's got a shotgun in the window and she's coming to Metropolis with a head full of hopes and a pocket full of bullets. She's gonna f- rustle up some trouble. Ooh, yeehaw! It's just whatever. It's cute. She acts like. Why would she be going to Metropolis? Why oh, wouldn't you? Because she's asked. She. Uh, it's a mystery. It's oh, a. Okay. It's a. It's a J.J. Abrams mystery box, Tiffany. Okay. Uh, so she bumps into Tim Drake Robin, who is. For no reason whatsoever, dressed like 1990s Tim Drake Robin, sure. which people would complain about, but not me, because I don't like Red Robin. I think that whole thing is bullshit. So him being in the old suit, which is arguably the best Robin suit that's ever been created, fine by me. Okay. I'm in. I don't see two R's. Works for me. Red Robin's <laughs> stupid. I'll, I'll, you know, hot take. Uh, that's the name of a restaurant. And I don't care if it came after you, Mark Wade put him into Kingdom Come. Red Robin is a dumb name, and Tim Drake uh, is, is, is better as a Robin. Tim Drake's the only Robin who wanted to be Robin. Anyway, uh, they, they, then, you know, they fight some gem people, and they bump into... Uh, uh, Ra- uh, Tim runs into uh, Wonder Girl, who doesn't want to be Wonder Girl, but then she's dragged into it because of the big superhero villain fight. Right. Uh, they bump into Teen Lantern, a Bendis creation. He's trying to re Williams again. He's like, how about I re Williams the DC Universe? Here's a young teenage black girl who uses technology to make her identity uh, after another established major Justice League superhero. Is her name really Teen Lantern? Yes. But she does admit in the book, metatextually, uh, that the name might suck. Unless you like it, in which case it's going to be the name. Sure. But, uh, and uh, we speculated in the show and then got confirmation during the show that she hacks a Green Lantern ring or battery. So she's not worthy, but she, like, just uses technology and her intelligence so anybody could do that well anyone who's as smart as teen lantern um i'm just saying like that kind of okay yeah all right and while amethyst is on the cover she does not appear in the issue what yeah sorry but gemworld does so you know she's coming um oh you said an emissary from gemworld i'm like oh he's burying the lead as amethyst no it's a bunch of gemworld dudes in like gemworld armor and they look hilarious look like they made a rock candy oh i want Uh, to see that uh, what's it called? Bart Allen also appears, and he's like, "Hey, it's me, and I'm part of, and I'm Impulse or Kid Flash, whichever one you want me to use. It doesn't matter." Um, even though <laughs> there's like, whatever. They did the meme cover. They did the meme cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's actually a Jorge Jimenez cover. Um, mm-hmm. I think he looks ridiculous, but whatever. Um, what's it called? So Bart Allen, aka Impulse, comes back, uh-huh. uh, and he's in the book too, and he's gonna rustle up some trouble. I'll tell you that. Uh, sure. And then uh, he ends up bumping into Connor Kent, Superboy, um, who has been stuck somewhere. And they and Ben is just straight up ignores any of the references or allusions to Connor Kent, Superboy, from the uh, Rebirth era when like Mister Oz might have kidnapped him or something. Right. Okay. So, if you are just happy that Connor Kent is in the book, then shut Which, up I mean, and enjoy the book. I mean, I guess that's a, that's a good call on his part. He's just like, there, I'm the guy who brought him back. Yeah, and I'm also the guy who got rid of the other Superboy, you know, the young kid. You can't be mad at me now. Can't be mad at me because I brought back the other one. See, I can, if I fuck up something over there, as long as I fix something over here, you'll ignore the fuck up over there. Unless you don't, in which case I gotta fix both of them. But I'll fuck something up over there. <laughs> uh, 
that's the secret to writing and uh, to writing a bestseller book <laughs> because ben has graduated from the joe Quesada school of comics in which uh you must oh, piss off your amethyst. audience yeah she shows she gets one panel where she's gonna kill robin she's like ah it's she, amethyst. she looks pretty cool she's pretty badass she's and she's not quite as ruined a character as she was in future's end right i'm sorry i forgot that she shows up look at her yeah neat she's pretty neat um, so yeah, uh, everybody, basically we get all the cards on the table. Okay. So we're going to set up some fun stories. Uh, Wonder Girl obviously has some kind of like deep, dark secret that she doesn't want anybody to know about. Okay. Uh, and so she, you know, uh, so that's what, that's what they're alluding to being the next thing. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of, like, it's a fun series. I think it's a really good, uh, Patrick Leeson is having a, is, is a joy to have on the, on the, on the art. Right. I hope he stays for the whole damn run because it's just. He knows how to draw his characters and yeah. impulse. It looks so f- like he's having a great time, and he's, you know, Gleason gleefully drew a lot of stories starring Jonathan Kent, yeah, who was a like youthful, exuberant, happy character, yeah. And if you can't have that character, at least have the artist. Yeah, he really knows how to like capture like energy, and by that I mean like the energy of movement. Yes. Like he just, I think he was he's very good at that. He is. Um, so it's a good book. Check it out. Nice. I just like it. Uh. Like I said, like if you're looking for something, this is the most this is the most positively Bendis book in the best way. It's the most like Marvel Knights Bendis you're gonna get. Right. Um, so I dig it, uh, and I recommend it. All right, excellent. Uh, J- Jamie Wild says, "Hey, Sound Tiffany, hope you're all having a great day. Would you ever uh, cover any current cartoons not related to comics, possibly? No, but uh, that's not because we wouldn't want to. It's just because that's not what this channel's all about. Mm. Um, I don't really watch a lot of new cartoons either. No, I so think like, the newest thing we watched was recently, Gravity Falls. I was gonna say we watched a bit of uh, We Bear Bears. We did watch We Bear Bears, and it was like fun. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Right." Yeah. But I'm not a, I'm not gonna do no. a new show about it. Right. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, you'll. We'll, Who we'll, knows? It, how about this? If something strikes us, like we see some animated thing that strikes us, mm-hmm. so that's true. We could definitely do that. I, I mean, like, who knows? Yeah, what will come up. That's right. Good point. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Gorgonfish says, "How long do you think Bendis will stay on action as Superman, and which character do you think you want to see him right next?" Batman after King's Run, uh, I think he's going to be in Superman for a very long time. I don't think you're going to see him leave until the book drops below like seventy-five thousand mm. copies. Like if it dropped below seventy thousand or lo- or lower, you'll see him leave the book mm-hmm. and and move on to something else um, because he'll be asked to. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I don't mm. see him doing it. I think the I think outside of Marvel politics, the reason he's there is because of Superman. So. And I think he knows he could have asked for Batman. So, I don't think he's excited to write Batman. Hmm, really? Yeah, I think okay. he. I think he knows he could have. T- he could have stolen it from Tom King, um, or gotten Detective. Hmm. Uh, and I think that the the Tomasi getting Detective is like an apology for ruining John Kent. If I if I want to play politics with it. Wow. Um, but. Uh, I, I would love to see Bendis do a Batman book. Yeah. Like Legends of the Dark Knight. Except yeah. then it would be him ruining continuity for Batman, so I'd rather see him go forward. Um, you know, some, like Shadow, Shadow of the Bat. I would love to see Bendis on that t- kind of title. That'd be cool. That'd be um, cool. I know people are like, don't have Bendis write Batman, he'll make him fart or something. But like, that's Kevin Smith. Bendis has, read his Daredevil. Yeah. You know, he his Moon Knight, while it wasn't about Moon Knight, you know, it was really terrible. Um, the the dark cool stuff was still dark and cool i how do you feel about this do you think he could take a lantern i'll read it that wouldn't excite me really mm-hmm. i mean okay. like maybe john stewart if that's what i was thinking it. i was i didn't want to just immediately jump to that because he's always my favorite so yeah. like i don't want everyone to think i'm just always thinking that so i was going to offer any yeah but i was thinking what if he did write like a yeah, like a Green Lantern book. Like, even just a mini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mini, absolutely. But, like, an ongoing? Yeah, I, I would read it. Not all of it, if it if I didn't like it, but still. <laughs> um, and uh, St. Luigia, Lugia says, uh, have you ever, have you seen the Amethyst DC Nation short? No. I don't think so. No, I have not. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Let's check that out. And so we will. Uh, so, <laughs> with that in mind, let's jump into some recommendations of books that we think you should check out. Let's recommend. coming out next, no, this week, in yeah. two days. Yes. Uh, like, what, when? <laughs> first one is Detective Comics number 996. Yeah. Four issues away from issue 1000, but I don't even care. Because I'm just loving Detective. Yeah. Two issues in, everyone's like, it's better than Tom King's run. I'm like, <laughs> arguably these are the two, con- these are the two... You can't just say that it's two issues. It's two issues, but 
these are the these these two consecutive issues I've enjoyed more than any consecutive issues of Batman by Tom King. This got me really excited. Like I was just I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm just enjoying the ride. It feels like a Batman book. Yeah. That's why uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Doug Mankey and uh, uh, Jamie Mendoza or Jaime Mendoza. Uh, it's great. Pure Batman. Great mysteries mm-hmm. abound. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Read it. I agree. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 13 from Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley. Uh, the, the more fun stuff, more continuity, uh, Jameson and Spider-Man versus the Enforcers and the Big Man and Scorpion. Uh, it's a great apology series from the last 10 years of Spider-Man. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, where this winds up. Nice. I think we're going to find out the mystery identity of the like the, the, the centipede. Centipede. Person. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's human centipede. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's coming soon, so stay. Come on, so, so stick around. You can't put make make a person into a centipede and not make a human centipede joke. Yeah, it's You're right. Just, it's just, yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, Invaders number one comes out by Chip Zdarsky. That's the only reason I would ever read it. I don't think the Invaders are fun. I think they're boring. I don't care. Okay. I've, they've tried to reinvigorate the Invaders like several times. Yeah. The only time I would get excited about Invaders is if they showed up in the MCU. Okay. Is if they wanted to do a flashback movie in which they brought Chris Evans in and they cast Namor and that's how they were revealing Namor. Kind of cool. That'd be totally dope. That, would be. that being said, I will probably check this this book out. I don't care about really the really funny that they're like, hey, anyone want some Namor after uh... Aquaman? You feeling that, guys? Namor ain't Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, but you know what I mean? Like, we got an ocean guy too. Yeah. Talk to fish. He can... He yells no. at fish. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's Zdarsky. And yeah. he's, like, quintessentially Marvel now. So, they're bringing back Marvel Comics Presents. And look who's on the cover. Oh, man, Wolverine in his and... brown suit. And the Invaders! Freaking Captain America Namor also. Uh, it's by Charles Soule, <laughs> Paulo Siquiera, Arthur Adams, and Frederico Blee. Uh, this is a series that's kind of like, hey, Marvel's 80, let's bring back some fun old Marvel books. I hope it's fun. I hope it's good. Uh, they, they're, you know, they're one for one when it comes to Marvel team up. Marvel Comics Presents could be the start of a new fun era if Marvel gave a shit about publishing comics. Sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking this out and seeing how it goes. Okay. Um, the Batman Who Laughs number two comes there, out. There you go. There it is. I'm reading Mic it. Drop. Uh, if you want uh, to know what happens, I'm sure Ben is, or I'm sure Snyder gave an interview to a few people that told you exactly what happens in the issue. Um, so I can't watch those things. I, gotta... I know, uh, but it's. I'm loving the series, the first issue that came out of it. All right, and this one—I I mean, like I thought it was—I thought it was a competently written book. It I know did, it didn't yeah. hook me. No, so it didn't we'll hook see you. What happens this time? But I love it, and I'm down. Okay. Um, and I dig the Grim Knight. I just like his design. I think it's fun. Just—it's just Punisher Batman. Yeah, it is. Uh, so for me, um, a couple of things are coming out indie wise, but um, like if you're reading Isola, number six is coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, that super colorful, fun looking book. Um, but otherwise, um, I wanted to make mention of Middle West number three. I haven't mentioned this, and I actually missed the second no, you issue didn't. when it came out. You, you said it out loud. You're like, Middle West? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm like, I read the first issue, and I really enjoyed it. I wanted to see where it was going, because I wasn't sure if it was going to end up being something that like is, has a lot of substance to it or something that was just kind of on the surface. I right. missed issue two during the holidays, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my fault. So I'm going to go back and pick up two and then read three, and I'll let you know how we're doing with this and whether or not it's there's something more to it. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, over in Marvel, Conan the Barbarian number two is coming out. I can't believe that so fast. That's I, like I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Ah. <laughs> this is a. I tried to get a hard, like an actual copy of it. Yeah, and it sold out. The guy was like, "We sold out like by Thursday." I was yeah. like, "Oh." Which makes sense. Apparently, it's a great Conan book. I love it. I can't wait to read more about Conan when he was younger and King Conan and just, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and then also, uh, another thing I'm very excited for um, from DC, Justice League number seven is coming out this week, um, written by James Tynion IV. And uh, yeah, like we just had that like kind of like middle, like, random tiny arc with um, Detective Chimp and Blue Devil. Oh, and yeah. I, the idea is we're trying to probably probably getting into the next arc. That cover is pretty sick though. We got some man back going on. I knew I'm ho- I wonder if it actually has to do with it or not because I assumed at some point we will be dealing with man back. No doubt. Well Tiny in the Fourth wrote Detective yeah. in which Clayface joined mm-hmm. Batman's team and then there was a and it was all leading up to a big fall for Clayface. Yeah. I think that's exactly what's gonna happen with Man Right, right, right. Um, um but yeah. 
Yeah, it looks like they're dealing with um, their own inner demons in a sense. So, man, that's kind of... He's, like, exemplary for that. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Tynan has not let me down in this series at all. Even when they did that huge, like, witching hour, like, crossing into other books thing. Yes. Kept it together. Strong beginning, strong finish. Yeah. Just really digging this book. By the way, Conan, if you didn't know, written by um, Jason Aaron. Yeah, Jason Aaron. Which I still say, even though I said it last week, that uh, he... It has been training for this. Yeah, his whole career. <laughs> been building towards it. Just Thor, Strange, Conan. Yeah, magic, sorcery, badass warriors, yeah. sword and so- sword and sorcery. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, that's great. Hey, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the Witching Hour, um, and how what a great series that was. Yes. Um, by the way, really quick, Nilfinity Gaming says, "Are you guys watching The Young Justice?" And what do you think? No, uh, I saw the first two episodes, and I find it incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. You watched it by yourself. So I did. I'm sorry. I didn't get to partake. No. Uh, it's it, yeah. I'm sure it's really good. <laughs> I, as I understand, it's like a whole. It's like it's like a Netflix series where it's like you're not meant to watch them individually. You have to watch them all at once. Okay. And after the first episode, I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Okay. So I'm on my own then. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but you said that you uh, enjoyed The Witching Hour. Um, the Witching Hour was actually a really really fun um, magic. DC-based event yeah. uh, that took place across a number of titles in which, uh, you know, you have the Justice League Dark, Wonder Woman. Yep, uh, and you have Wonder Woman and the Justice League Dark, and then Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark. Right. Which are which is different than Justice League Dark, Wonder Woman. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> that's a fun series. Uh, it's not out in trade yet, but it will be out in hardcover in a couple of weeks or months. Um, and it will be out on back issues this week. <gasps> That's right, Tiffany covered The Witching Hour. So if you missed it or skipped it, you should definitely check out this episode and then go pick up the series. What um, do I do? You're, you're excited because you're, you're, you're headlining a book. It's or a, a, an episode. It's great. I hope it's good. I hope so, too. Well, hey, listen, it's a great, it was a great episode. I liked cutting it. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, the episode itself. Um, in addition to that, I also wanted to mention that if you go to patreon.com slash comic you can watch the episode right now. Wait, really? That's right. Ooh. Episode's out and up. Over on Patreon.com. I haven't Comic-Pop. even seen any of it. No, you haven't seen a single stitch of it. <laughs> but it is out and available if you are a Silver Age patron. And, of course, if you are uh, interested or curious about it in any way, check us out. Go over there, and you'll get at least weekly updates about what's happening here at Comic Pop, where you'll get to find out what video I'm going to release tonight. Uh, it's epic and huge, and I hope that uh, you know you really enjoy it, because it's yeah. all about Punisher on film. Yes. Uh, which is ironic, because the... Well, not ironic. It's, it's fortuitous, because Punisher Season 2 will be coming out in a couple of days, um, after which, immediately after which, I'm sure, Netflix will announce the cancellation of Punisher. Um, Maybe they're just like, not, no, we're not letting Frank go. No, they will. It's, 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 Wouldn't that be fun, though? Yeah. They're just like, no. no. No, Punisher, not you. You'll you, stay with us. You don't get out that easy, Frank. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so check out all that stuff. Uh, Jack Rudy says, you guys keeping up with Batman Damned 2 is okay. We are. We actually were going to shoot a whole comic line about it. I was so ready. Uh, we could still do it. Uh, it would would be more like an episode of review where like two, where where we we would talk about it. Um, or we'll wait until three comes out and we'll do a whole Batman Damned retrospective. Yeah. Um, Whatever you want to do. I was just, I was ready. Yeah. I was ready. And so maybe we'll do that because that's probably more likely. That's just do the. The, 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 the recap? Yeah. Like the old, like all three of them? Yeah. That probably makes sense. Um, but yeah, so anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And of course, to our super chatters who helped us out a little bit this episode. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack next Monday, uh, live around this time frame. Probably a little earlier next time. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, you are. Cool. So You're many recommendations. Have way more. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. But uh, anyway, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys then. I'm Sal. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.